Hi, everyone. Emma and I are continuing to take turns featuring the anti-racism resources that we are engaging with each month because we believe that education leads to open hearts and free voices that are empowered to speak up and fight for change. Our hope is that you will find these resources useful for your education and that they will also help you to cross the threshold into doing active anti-racism work so that we can create an equitable world together. We love you all. Black Lives Matter. This month, I wanted to share with you a powerful piece of art, an eight-minute animated short film called Cops and Robbers. Here is a short summary from an article published on Variety.com written by Jazz Tangay. We will link to this article in the show notes. Cops and Robbers, the animated short directed by Arnon Manor and Timothy Ware Hill, is written and performed by Ware Hill in response to the murder of Ahmaud Aubrey. After the Aubrey video surfaced on May 5th, Manor was inspired to create an animated version of Ware Hill's poem, which resulted in their collaboration. Timothy Ware Hill and Arnon Manor say they made this film for all the Black men, women, and children who have been victims of racial profiling, police violence, loss of life, and other injustices just for being themselves. Over 30 individual artists, students, and VFX companies from around the world collaborated to each create a short segment of the poem with their own visual interpretation of the subject matter and individual animation technique. I am a firm believer in the power of art to not only convey, but to help us to better understand important social issues. I hope that you'll take time to watch this film. It is available on netflix.com. Welcome to the Full Heart, Free Voice Podcast. Podcast. I'm Emma Veritas. I'm a writer and writing coach for women who want to start writing. And I'm a teacher for women who want to find their true selves again. And I'm Caitlin Bosshart, a life coach for the multi-passionate at heart and wedding coach for couples planning non-traditional weddings. We read books that inspire you to live with a full heart and a free voice. Hey everyone, before we get started with today's episode, we have a fun announcement for you. So Caitlin and I have recently opened up our affiliate shop. Our affiliate shop is a library of resources by Clarissa Pincola Estes, and you can find it at wildauthenticity.com forward slash podcast shop. And when you go there, you'll find a list of links to Women Who Run With the Wolves, but also to all of Clarissa Bincola Estes's audio classes that she's done through Sounds True. And when you buy these through these links, you support Clarissa Bincola Estes, you support Sounds True, which is a very cool independent publisher, and you support our podcast because Sounds True has a very generous and amazing affiliate percentage that they give to us whenever you buy something. So it's this beautiful win-win-win, and it's also an opportunity for you to dive deeper into these educational resources. And so I just wanted to ask Caitlin today, Caitlin, what is one thing you have loved about listening to Clarissa Binkolestes' audio classes? Well, I think it's, you know, when we are diving in so intimately with her work and in a way it's like, I don't know about you, but there's been times I'm like, oh, it's Clarissa Pinkola Estes. Like there's a little bit of this like, 
I don't know. She's like ethereal, I think in some ways in my mind and in this, but you know, there was something that was so nice is, um, you know, when I listen to her audios, I get to hear her voice and I get, there's like a, there's, I don't know, for me, there's like a sense of her heart and her intention that comes through in a way that, you know, now that I, now that I've listened to her voice and how she tells these stories, when I'm reading, I I hear her, I hear like her tone and how she kind of explains things. And it gives me a different level of understanding, I think of, of the way that she is expressing her, her ideas and her thoughts and her wisdom. And so that's been one of the coolest things that it's just like another level of kind of getting to know this author that we are engaging with so intimately and learning from. And we do want to let you know there is an audio class called The Creative Fire, Myths and Stories on the Cycles of Creativity. In this spoken word masterpiece, Clarissa Pinkola Estes guides you through the dark labyrinths of the psyche in search of la chispa, the ember that is the elemental source of all creative work. We invite you to go to wildauthenticity.com forward slash podcast shop and click on our special link to purchase this class. Thanks, everyone. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to our Life School episode for Chapter 10 of Women Who Runs with the Wolves, Clear Water, Nourishing the Creative Life. So about a year ago, Emma interviewed me about my creative process regarding one special project. And in the interview, she asks me about how my creative process has helped me to live with a full heart and a free voice, which of course is the mission and purpose behind our podcast. But to us, it also feels like the essence of this chapter's message, as well as a strong theme throughout the entire book. We had recorded this episode back when we had wanted it to be part of a mini-sode series where we interviewed creatives and makers about their work. However, we quickly learned that we needed to keep things a little bit more simple with the podcast. But now, a year later, as is often true with the creative process, our original idea has evolved, and this felt like the right time to share it with you because it so perfectly fits in with the theme of chapter 10. Not only do we talk about the creative process in this episode, but we also loved that even though we hadn't yet read the Nourishing the Creative Life chapter, the interview and our conversation naturally flowed into a discussion around the pollutants in our own creative rivers that we've each had to overcome or clean up in order to have healthy, thriving, creative lives. We hope that you enjoy this episode, and I will let Emma take it from here in the original recording. So my first question for you is, can you tell us just about the process of creating the cover art that you made for the podcast? Yeah. So ultimately this painting's origin goes back to my college days, as interesting as that might be. Um, When I was in college, I was in a fiber arts class and our assignment was to take an artist and translate their work into some type of fiber art. And I've always had an affinity for old concert posters and the the artists that make these sort of psychedelic, really bold, colored, um, funky designs. And I chose this piece by Wes Wilson, and it's an old Grateful Dead um, poster. And I love the image because it's a profile of a woman's face. 
and there's all the wording around it, but I chose to just focus on her face and I, I made it into this large tapestry. And so when Emma brought up this um, idea to for me to create the cover art, immediately this image came to my mind of the profile of a woman's face. And so when she and I were talking about the podcast and, and ultimately what we wanted it to be about, this image started to formulate where it would be the profile of a woman's face and that I wanted there to be some sort of symbolism that went into the voice. Um, because the the podcast is a book club style podcast, it made sense that to me that the vehicle for the voice um, and sort of like the symbolism for that could be represented in the book. And so that was sort of where that idea started to, to come out. And, and from that book, um, having the birds flying out of it was to me, there's no better symbolism for freedom than birds. Um, and another piece of this too is actually the the image of the book and the birds actually comes from another piece that I did many years ago for a friend who was thinking about potentially getting a tattoo of um, a book-related tattoo. And so this is similar to something that I drew for her. So it's this kind of interesting synergy of these different pieces that have come together. Um, and ultimately, the the profile of the woman's face that I um, drew is is not at all um, related to the concert art, but just that's where that inspiration started. That is so cool. I didn't realize you had drawn something for someone wanting to get a tattoo. That's awesome. Yeah. Fun fact, she didn't get that tattoo, but there is another piece of my, another art piece that I did that is actually tattooed onto a friend's body. Ooh, <laughs> that is so cool. It is cool. It's really cool. That is really neat. So I love this image. Just like you're saying, there are so many symbols for the voice and the heart. And one day, Caitlin and I were talking about all the colors in the cover art and the color representation for the heart and the voice. And I was wondering if you could say a little more about that, like the green of the woman and the blue and the birds and that kind of thing. Yeah. So recently I went through a, a chakra class and mm -hmm. I, even though I was familiar with the chakras in the past, I hadn't actually made the connection as funny as this is that the color of the heart chakra is green. Mm -hmm. So when I started to think about the composition of this piece and the colors that I wanted to use, I love the idea of making the woman green to represent the heart. And what when I started to draw the piece um, and, and create the book, some of these things were really, some of the symbolism was really thought out from the beginning, but then there's other pieces that sort of happened organically. So when I started to draw the shape of the book sort of coming out of her mouth as the voice, mm -hmm. the way that the book cover flaps back to me, it starts to make the top of the heart shape, which ended up being, was unintentional, but I love that that symbolism sort of intuitively came through without mm -hmm. really meaning to do that. And as far as the color of the birds being blue, blue is the color of the throat chakra. And to me, that represents speaking your truth um, freely and openly and 
um, without, you know, being inhibited. Mm -hmm. I love that. And something that I think is really cool about the shape of the art is that in some ways it looks like an arrow, like it's so single pointed, you know, like she's, it starts out wide and big with the, her face. And then the birds kind of point into that corner of the art. And I love that about it too. It's like going from the heart to the voice and up and out into the world, but with this cool kind of pointed arrowy shape that also to me represents a lot of freedom. And it's very intentional in that way too. <laughs> it's like, it has a purpose. It has a direction <laughs> and in a path forward too. Yeah. The other thing too, and I, even though, you know, Women Who Runs With The Wolves is our first book and we will eventually move on to other books, I did also really love the idea of sort of keeping the essence of, of where we came from. It's like, so I love that the woman also has this feeling of that she's howling with her head back yeah. and with the, the open hearted, it's like that position really makes me think of heart openers and yoga. I'm a yoga instructor mm -hmm. and that position of your you know chest up and forward, throat open and head slightly tilted back is very much a heart opening um, position that you would do in yoga as well. That's so cool. I just feel like you really nailed it. Like you took something that might seem like a really big topic, like living full heartedly and with a voice in the world. And you made this beautiful, simple, like directional shape that's just full of all of these juicy symbolisms and arts and colors. And I love it. I also love that the way how you made the book pages really look active and kind of alive like they're like almost like the wind is turning them or something like flipping up a little I love the action in the book thank you thank you for saying all of that it's as an artist it's always a little bit well for me I can only speak for myself but it's it's nerve-wracking for me often to share my art and especially because this was something that I wasn't just doing for myself, but this was going to be the face of our podcast. It was right. something that I really wanted you to love too and feel like it captured the essence of, of what the podcast also meant to you. Right. That is a really great segue to the next question, which is how did the process of creating this piece of art fill your heart? Like, how did it help you live with a more full heart? Anytime that I can be artistic and creative is soul and heart filling for me. The creative process to have, to take something that is in my mind and bring it into tangible form, physical form, is for me like nothing else. And it's a beautiful process to go through and to see the ideas evolve over time and, and then eventually have this end product that is not only to me beautiful, but also is meaningful and that 
this is, again, also representing something that I really believe in and what we're doing in this podcast and representing this this heart mission that we both have to help women to live with a full heart and a free voice. Like That's such a cool thing to be a part of and to try to represent in Mm -hmm. just one piece of art. Yeah, I totally agree with that, that when you create something, that alone can fill your heart and just make you feel more alive. And then when I create something that has a mission and a purpose behind it, like a soul level kind of mission and purpose, it does it in an even deeper way. Like it fills up other spaces of my heart that don't always get filled up when I do other types of creation. And I also think that when you take like something you've done, like you've made this piece of art, it had this mission, the soul message behind it, and then you shared it out into the world, that I think also does something different. And that leads me to my third question for you, which is how did this process of creating it and then sharing it and making it the cover art? So this is now the image we're using on social media. Like we're using this image a lot now out in our podcast sphere. And so I'm curious how that has helped you free your voice. Well, it's something that is at once terrifying and exciting. (laughs) And it's doing something that is scary and or that you're afraid of and doing it anyway and still moving Mm -hmm. forward to me is is a way of of freeing my voice as an artist to share my creations and the the vision that I had with for this piece with other people and there's also a big part of it is that for a long time I really struggled with even calling myself an artist publicly mm-hmm. to anyone else mm-hmm. because I felt like maybe I didn't live up to whatever expectations or standards that there are about what it means to be an artist. I didn't know if I deserved to call myself an artist. Mm. So for me to actually put this out there and say that I'm the artist who created this is a powerful exercise in claiming that title that means actually a great deal to me, you know, for myself and to show up in the world as that as one piece of who I am as an artist. I think that's so powerful, like claiming the maker words that you want to claim for yourself. For me, I went through a similar process with claiming the word writer when I just started blogging. I remember it being a really big deal to start calling myself a writer. And when I did that, it shifted and changed something for me. I think that calling myself a writer really did help me free my voice because it it just opened something up inside of me where I started to write even more often or about more things. Like it made me more confident, but it was definitely a process to claim that word and to say, this is part of who I am. This is part of what I do in the world. I write words. Yeah. I, I think it's something that a lot of people struggle 
And it's almost like the more it means to you, the harder it can feel mm-hmm. through that yeah. process. And it can feel challenging to claim it, but actually underneath it, and, I, and this is something I realized for myself, and I wonder if you felt similarly, that it actually was more painful for me to be denying that that was part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yep. I definitely felt the pain of that because when I was really actively not calling myself a writer, it was a time when I was actively diminishing that part of myself. Just like what you said about not calling yourself an artist. Like it was almost like I was having this internal pattern of diminishing this aspect of who I was. And the result was that I wouldn't call myself a writer. And so then when I switched to growing and claiming and shining a light on this part of myself, then I was able to step up and call myself a writer. And that also like helped shift and change my writing and my voice. It was like this, I don't know, this layered, spirally interesting process. Yeah, it it is interesting how when you claim it, it's like it's like the floodgates can open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the yeah. last definitely in the last couple of years since I've started to own that, I've made way more art than I did for the several mm-hmm. years before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I made a lot more writing. And what I think is interesting is that a lot of people put qualifications on these words like I can't call myself a writer because Like in the writing world, it's usually because I haven't been published. And so I just want to say to everyone who is as a writer, anyone who's listening, who's not calling yourself a writer, I want you to know that I've never been published (laughs) by anyone, you know, like I'm a writer because I just write. I write often and I have writing projects that I work on. But even writing often, I don't think is the qualification. It's just that for me, being a writer means I'm a maker and I often make things through writing. Yeah, I I completely agree with you, Emma, on that. It's, it is interesting, the qualifications that we put, but it's like if you do something and you feel like it's part of who you are, you are that. Mm-hmm. That there doesn't have to be any special parameters. It's not for anyone else to decide or quantify it's just it's just about you and your experience with that thing, your relationship to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a you know, an old art teacher or an old writing teacher, they might have tried to make the decision for you and tell you you couldn't do it or you couldn't write well. That's really common one. But actually, that person also doesn't get to make that decision. Like at the world of academia doesn't get to make the decision for you. Like it really is up to you to decide. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your process and your beautiful cover art with all of us because now we get to look at it and see it and be interested in it. So thank you very much for sharing your art, your heart and your voice with the world. Thank you. It's, It's really an honor to be able to share this and have it be another way that I can express myself through this this process as a multi-passionate person, I also get to make art <laughs> and do a <laughs> podcast and do coaching. It's it's awesome. 
Yeah, it is. This episode was produced by Emma Veritas and Caitlin Bossart. You can find out more about me, Emma, at my website, wildauthenticity.com, where you can also download your free workbook, Three Habits to Calm Your Fear and Get You Writing. And you can find out more about me, Caitlin, at my website, caitlinbossart.com, and on Instagram at caitlin underscore bossart. The nicest thing that you can do for us is to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. To stay connected with us, join the conversation in our Facebook group, follow along with us on Instagram, and sign up for our monthly newsletter. You'll find all the links in our show notes. A special thank you to the amazing artists whose music is featured in our podcast, Wally Ingram, Stevie Black, and Tom Freund. You heard portions of their tracks, Shine a Light, and Who Do You Love from their record, Spa Day. And thanks to Caitlin Bossart for creating our beautiful cover art. And thank you to Kirit Bossu for all his audio and technical help. And a huge thank you to Emma Veritas for her editing magic. Last but not least... Thank you to you, our listeners.